Chai Adaya is the founder of Habit, the sunscreen brand that recently went viral on TikTok and is elevating the category with her next-gen skincare. Chai has an incredible story that I cannot wait for you all to listen, so stay tuned. Hi everyone and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable & Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable & Main has been an incredible journey so far and I decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition and so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's a delight to introduce you our guest for today, Tai Adaya. With the SPF industry going through a renaissance of sorts, Habit has become a new brand to know. After a successful career in marketing and investment, founder and CEO Taya Daya merged her passions into her own brand with the aim to educate millennials on anti-aging and the importance of making sun protection a habit. Turning two years old this year, Habit has now sold out three times, gone viral on TikTok and generated a huge waiting list. It has transformed the chore of applying skincare into a skincare ritual with hydrating face mitts and botanical scents. With the notion of well-being and self-care at its peak during the pandemic, you might also want to know that Habit arrived at this perfect time, and I'm sure Ty would agree that this would mean no feat. I'm excited to sit down with her today and discuss her journey from the beginning and what's next for Habit. So Ty, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. So Ty, you know, I think you know the drill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask you my, my intro question, which is who in a nutshell is Ty? Um, I'm ready for this question. Um, so yeah, my name's Ty. I'm the founder and CEO of Habit. Um, you know, in a nutshell though, I am a girl from Texas. Um, I grew up in Houston. I am the daughter of immigrants uh, my mom is from Mexico. My dad um, has Indian Pakistani heritage. Um, and so I, I'm first generation in the U.S. Um, I think like a big kind of thread that I've had throughout my life is just um, I often like because I am mixed, um, I often like felt very different. <laughs> and um, I think in a nutshell, that like just sense of difference is uh, really like I think made me view the world in a different way. And I, I really enjoy kind of looking at different frames, trying to take something, looking at it through a different lens and um, just kind of connecting disparate or seemingly disparate pieces and seeing if you can like form new ideas um, from disparate pieces, if that makes sense. <laughs> that makes total sense. No, and I think that's like the, the best part of it is like you have this gift of having this duality of heritages and, and cultural experiences growing up, whether it's India, Pakistan to Mexico. And that allows you to have such an, a wider enriched, I would say childhood, right? Because you were able to see, um, yeah, two different cultures, but also the third culture of being within America, yeah. America in the US, which is pretty amazing. I mean, uh, did you feel growing up that, because uh, it can maybe to some be a little bit confusing, right? Like, um, what's your true the identity? Did you feel that you found this as like, a, you know, were you a global identity or did you feel more closer to certain roots? Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, so I actually, I always felt closest to my American roots. Yes. Um, I like, you know, I think for better or for worse, like I kind of grew up in a part of Texas that was not super culturally diverse. <laughs> um, and I like, yeah, it was kind of like a, you know, my, my, my parents came from such different cultures that it's a lot better now, but, um, yeah. like there was some conflict in the beginning. My, my dad is Muslim. My mom is Catholic. Like their, their families, uh, kind of didn't get along in the beginning, to be honest. And so, uh, I think especially when I was younger, um, I didn't feel super connected to the Mexican side. I didn't feel like super connected to my dad's side. And so, uh, it was like the U.S. by default, American culture, and um, like have always felt connected to that idea. Um, and I think it was not until kind of I got older that I really could connect with those cultures in a, a more profound way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I like really identify with Texas, I think, too, <laughs> um, to some degree. But I think it's and it's funny how um, it takes sometimes age and time to really realize and see what you had. But having said that at that time, and I can imagine even me being, you know, a South Asian in London, uh, England, uh, in the you know, early nineties, it, it was a different time than it was now. And, um, you know, it wasn't, uh, easy. It, it was hard because my first languages after English was Spanish and French, it wasn't Hindi and Gujarati. Um, and that was like a bit interesting. I'm like, Oh, no, you know, obviously in my school, they didn't teach that language. So, um, I remember in dinner tables, me and my, my mom and my grandma was be speaking in, in Gujarati or Hindi and, and me and my sister, we speaking to each other in Spanish to like kind of yes. say stuff in between, like they wouldn't understand. And they were just like, what is happening? And I'm like, that's our code. No one can understand. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, uh, I'm so like I, you know, I, I didn't like really learn Spanish until I like learned it in school. And like I, my parents like really fought to get to the U.S. And they like really wanted us embedded in American culture. And like my mom in particular had a lot of friends from Mexico that would come and like not like they would basically kind of enter elementary school and only speak Spanish. Um, and so my mom was like really, really adamant that we learned English. And that was kind of like the well between my parents it was like the neutral language yes. um, and my parents were like really wanted me to be an American <laughs> and, and you know what like and that's like that's the American dream yeah. well, right so it makes total sense but what you've done with your career and your, your your um for me it's like complete goals especially like growing up I was like I would love to go to Ivy League and Stanford and you <laughs> did it which is pretty amazing in management science and engineering so tell us more about your Stanford and your first working experiences and the likes of Bain and Co and Casper El Maquillage. Tell us about it. Yes. Yeah. So I had a, a long career before starting Habit. Um, I uh, really, so yeah, like I, I can, I'm 32 now. I graduated uh, Stanford 2012. I um, like really, really wanted to go to Stanford just because I feel like that's when like Silicon Valley was like rising and seemed like there was so much stuff going on, not only in Stanford, but just like in the, the whole area. Um, and I was really drawn to that, like energy, that innovation, wanted to be around it. And so I, I loved going to Stanford. It was a great experience. I think like met some of my best friends there. Classes were hard for sure. <laughs> um, but I, I learned so much there. Um, so yeah, I studied management science and engineering. It's a little bit of like an umbrella like major, um, but I did a little bit of everything. Uh, we didn't really have business as like for undergrads. And so, uh, if you were interested in business, you generally did management science and engineering. Um, and so that's what I studied, had to take some engineering classes. Those were the hard ones. <laughs> I'm an engineer, so I can vouch for that. I did four years of it. So yeah, yeah, I have one um, class that I still am like, I have no idea what went on in that class. Don't worry. You know, I had four years of it and I still don't know what I did. So it's okay. <laughs> um, and yeah, like I, I started out my career. I did not know what I wanted to do. And so I thought like, oh, why don't I do a little bit of everything? Um, so I was really drawn to consulting for that. Um, I, I did kind of do a little bit of everything. So I started, my first job was at um, Bain 
And uh, yeah, I did a little bit of healthcare, uh, retail and private equity um, at my time there. And yeah, like kind of within the first two years, just like quickly saw a bunch of everything. And um, I figured out like after two years, I didn't want to work in like kind of the big corporate world, but I was really, really interested in healthcare. And I really enjoyed my work in retail. And so I kind of like took those interests, um, but wanted to explore them more in startup land. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, I uh, went to go work at startup. So um, I worked at a company, a healthcare startup called GoodRx. Um, I was a pretty early employee there. Um, So I kind of spent some time out in LA working there and, uh, when I used to say good RX, like no one, when I joined, no one knew what that company was. Um, oh. But now it's like, you know, publicly traded and, and TV commercials everywhere. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm really thankful for that opportunity. I was like such a young kid, but the company was growing so, so fast. Um, and so I was like, I'm, you know, generally interested in marketing. They basically gave me like a huge budget to... <laughs> go out and, and market. And, um, I learned so much. I learned how to manage money, uh, from that role, really learned how to like make marketing investments, um, and really, really got exposed to the U S healthcare system. Um, so, you know, like it's not great. (laughs) There's a lot of problems with U S healthcare. Um, and I, I spent a lot of time working, um, uh, kind of with prescription, uh, prescription. And I use a lot of government data, <laughs> kind of like boring stuff, but I use a lot of government data to kind of like fuel marketing campaigns. Um, and that was really, really cool. Um, learned a lot. I use a lot of that stuff at Habit nowadays. Um, and then, yeah, I uh, worked at Casper, the mattress startup yeah, <laughs> on the marketing team there, which is really focused on like acquisition marketing, how to get new customers, like build new audiences, measure things that are hard to measure. Um, And then I was the first U.S. employee for a color cosmetics brand called Il Maquillage. Um, That was really cool, Uh, basically launching the brand in the U.S. uh, with products that were already created, uh, kind of in another market, but bringing them to the U.S. and really focusing on e-commerce. Um, as a strategy. And so, yeah, I've had a long career. Um, I like, you know, love health, love beauty, um, wanted to do something that really, really felt like it was at the intersection of both. Wanted to basically use what I had learned. Um, and yeah, basically saw a really, really big opportunity in sun care and felt that I could approach the market in a different way that I didn't feel other people, I felt like I saw something that other people weren't seeing. Um, yeah. And that was the inspiration for, for Habit. Um, and yeah, I like also too was like approaching my later 20s and really, really starting to not only think um, about preventing skin aging, but also really starting to invest in preventing skin aging. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think one thing that I always like really inspired, inspired me and like back to good RX. It's like, I, I didn't realize like in my prior kind of life as a sunscreen consumer, like knowing about it, like I didn't realize it was an over the counter drug. And, um, I was really, really excited about the category because I just had spent so much time in prescription. And I was like, there's like some similarities between prescription and over the counter that I think that, people really hadn't like looked at before. And I felt like I could, yeah, basically felt like I could approach it in a really different way. Definitely. No, and and you've done that with habit. So that is what I'm really excited about, like how you actually manifested it, but also created it because you touched on it where there are these active drugs and SPF that people don't know how complicated it is, plus these clinicals and testing, especially if you're talking about anything to do with UV protection on the skin as well. And it's a whole process. Um, but you've gone a step further with trying to like innovate around it with creating sort of like the mist and uh, and make it a ritual, not just the standard, um, uh, you know, SPF creams where it's just got a lot of like... Um, maybe bad chemicals, very like white cast. And it's just not something that even me as a person of color, I could even use most of this kind of skincare and sunscreen I've seen. So I would love to kind of talk a bit about how that appetite and yearn to create something that you knew was missing 
How did that first initial journey start? Like, was it like first the brand identity name and then VC funding? Or was it then first, let's figure out, do I do it on my own or with a co-founder? Like, what was your process? And I like to tell this story because I, I feel like it's important. Like, I basically, yeah. I was 27. I spent a ton of money on Botox um, for very little amounts of Botox. Mm-hmm. I went to like this fancy plastic surgeon in the West Village because I was kind of scared and I wanted to do it right. Yeah. Um, and like, I basically was like, okay, I'm spending all this money. Um, it's really anti-aging spend. I'm not calling it that. And like, I took a step back and I was like, I want to be really smart with my money. And I basically sustainable as well, (laughs) start smart with my money. And like, I want to make the best long-term investment. So I kind of like started asking the question, like, if I'm going to spend a dollar to prevent skin aging, where is the best place to put that dollar? Um, and yeah, basically like kind of started a ton of research first. Um, I started reading papers on the national institutes of health. So like kind of free, uh, you know, U S taxpayer funded research. I, I literally started there. Um, and yeah, like I basically was like, okay, I kind of like my like pitch to investors was like, um, if you kind of look at like sun care as a category, um, it's about 80 years old. It's always been like kind of framed more in a beach context, uh, you know, sunburns and skin cancer, which are important issues are like the dominant way that we narrate around sunscreen. Um, but if you kind of look at like U S demographics, for example, like kind of back up and look at U S demographics, um, you know, the biggest kind of growing categories in the U S are like women or people that look like me, where it's like, kind of a, a brown <laughs> shade of brown shade of skin. Yep. And, um, you know, that's that sunburn and that skin cancer narrative just doesn't work as well with this big growing demographic. And uh, like me, like if you kind of just reframe this category um, to really, really talk about skin aging, um, which is a concern for everyone, <laughs> everyone <laughs> at some point, men, women, like at some point you get worried, right? You like notice the change. Yep. And I was like, you know, if we kind of just reframe this uh, narrative, like you're hitting a mass audience that is growing and has never really had like exposure to this category. And so that was kind of like my pitch to investors, um, but definitely started with research first Um, and yeah, I, I honestly, I I still do. I like speak from my own experience. Like I needed to be told that sunscreen Mm -hmm. prevents wrinkles to actually start using sunscreen. (laughs) Um, and I think that that, like, I think that that is, you know, kind of what the future of sun care will look like. It's like, yeah, like there are people out there that have not made the connection, but we can help them make that connection you know, that's an, it's a no brainer to start using sunscreen daily. Um, so yeah. That's, and I, I like the fact that it was very smartly thought through by proving the concept, the idea in your head, you know, people say proof concept, but even like just see the receipts of the data and making sure that you're, you're onto something, but you really are backed by it, by data. And I think that's very smart to start like that. Um, yeah, I, I need data. <laughs> it's like, I needed to feel confident in myself, I think too. Um, and yeah, like I basically like got interested enough that like started with the research, started talking to derms, started talking to doctors, started talking to cosmetic chemists. Um, and yeah, like, uh, raised a little bit of money, very little in the beginning. Um, and basically had enough uh, money to like develop one product, which is our number 41 mister. <laughs> that was our first product. And um, I, I kind of knew that I would have, you know, basically just enough money to do one product. And I yeah. wanted to create something that was really unique in terms of form factor, um, yeah. something that I could tell a different story around and something that um, just could really kind of like break through and stand out. So yeah, like as a brand, we really try not to have sunscreen feel like it has in the past. Um, So I don't like to do kind of like the traditional like beach tubes or aerosols. Uh, And yeah, I basically wanted to say like, this is like a SPF product, but it's just not it's going to look different. It's going, you're going to interact with it in a different way. And so, yes. um, I developed the mist, <laughs> the SPF mist. 
so yeah. smart. It's it's in, it's innovative. It's something I haven't seen before in this category. Um, so I just want to say that, like, I don't even think I can give you one benchmark that would have done something similar. There probably is. Don't get me wrong, but I can't think of one. There's sprays. <laughs> There's some sprays. sprays up. Yeah, but but, myths, yeah. but yeah, myths. yeah. So like, I kind of also like, you know, I I really wanted, um, you know, sunscreen has either been like a beach product or like skincare's ugly stepchild or like a makeup kind of something that's added to makeup. And so with Habit, with all our products, like we want SPF to shine as like the star. It is like the main ingredients, main character of what you're using. Um, And so uh, I wanted to really kind of like not cloud that message with like other things. Um, And so, yeah, like our our formulas are pretty minimal. (laughs) We uh, make good SPFs, but I don't like to make like a ton of claims against our product that are like, you know, kind of unprovable claims. Uh, Because I think it's like, oh, well, you know, the big story here, the big claim is that you're protecting yourself from UV rays. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like where 80% plus of the damage and concerns come from. And I will say like, because we just launched a a hair oil mist. One of the biggest issues we had, and we wanted to go down the mist route because again, we felt that was dominated by sprays and we wanted to create like this oil water phase by phase uh, mix that would be beautifully just like misted around as an aura like your product does. Was it hard creating an oil formula? Because you have a lot, a lot of really good active oils and inactive ingredients, yeah. but they're the oils. Did you find it was hard to find the right dispenser? Just asking yeah. Yeah, no, 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 the no, founder. No, that's, that's the hardest part. <laughs> that wasn't leaking, right? That wasn't leaking. That wasn't like, we have this issue. <laughs> the key really is the, the pump, the atomizer. The pump. Um, yeah, the atomizer. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really tricky to find. Um, and then really tricky to test like compatibility with the formula. And then I think the trickiest part, and I think this is where we've kind of like grown as a brand, we put a lot of thought into like dosing. <laughs> so like with a miss, I think it's like, okay, well, it's a miss, like how much is actually landing on, on your skin. Exactly. And so, yeah, like that was also tricky too, like really kind of figuring out how you create a set of instructions that are actually giving people the right dose of sunscreen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, very tricky. Uh, I went through a lot of pumps. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> and then we had our like chemists kind of like test a lot of test. stuff too. And, and yeah. Drop- and send it overseas and <laughs> it doesn't leak and yes. I mean I tell you I tell you what but you learn and you live and you learn we've had our we just launched our product and we're having issues with the mist and we're gonna have to re-change the pump again and it happens you know and I think it's just something to know for consumers it's like <laughs> we do test we spend a year in R&D and it still might not be perfect by the end yeah but it's a journey right it's a complete journey and, and also things out of our control because certain times your thing you tested in the sample is different to the actual one you receive but at the point you receive it it's too late to make another batch because you're going to miss your window yeah. especially if you're going to retail so if any habit customers are listening like it, it's like apologies right but it's like it is sometimes you'll like get you'll test kind of like the best of a batch but there's always like a you know one percent failure rate of of certain components (laughs) Um, and it's like hard to get around that so it's like yeah we I think that you know our pump on our our misters are like very good they're very reliable but you always even like within a great batch will have some that don't work (laughs) but I think yeah that's where the communication accountability yeah yeah find a solution it happens so I love that but I do want to ask about I mean I think I, I, I know it, but just from your, your mouth, like I would love to hear like the name Habit. How did it come to be? Yeah. Um, I feel like Habit, like with the brand, uh, the way that I like thought about it was like, I wanted some things to be subtle and I wanted some things to be not subtle. <laughs> and so Habit is like our not subtle name. Um, and I really wanted it to be, I wanted it to be over the head. Um, I also like felt that habit like really kind of conveyed, like, I, I don't know, to me, the word like really kind of does convey both those two. I agree. <laughs> and so uh, over the head with that. And I was like, that's kind of my compromise with, uh, like, yeah, early stages. Like I didn't work with a ton of people. I, I did like some, a lot of the design elements still on habit are like, I, I made them. <laughs> um, yeah. And like, I, oh, that for me was like the, 
play a place that I wanted to be super blunt, direct over the head, like kind of hit you over the head with habit. And then, um, I kind of like also had some subtle, there's some subtle things that I do too, that I think are a little, uh, a good balance to our name. Um, but yeah, I, I really want to have it. And like, I just felt like it was what I had been kind of dreaming up. It just felt like if it, if it right. Such a beautiful name. And now going to, you have currently, I know you're going to have a, gr- a great amount of MPD coming and, you know, we're going to talk about that, something that we'll see in the journey. Maybe we can't talk about it now, but I would love to talk about is your current two amazing products, which is the number 38 and number 41. So could you let us know a little bit about what they both do, the differences and um, why the names? Yes. Yeah. So we have our, you know, first, my first baby, our number 41, Mr., um, it is an SPF mist. Uh, I made it so it's just like dead easy to apply. And I, I would say like beyond easy, just enjoyable too. Um, when I worked at Casper, <laughs> I used to keep uh, a herbivore, the rose mist at my desk. Yeah. And it was my afternoon kind of like treat slash yeah. ritual to just like around 2 p.m. I was also trying to like wean myself off coffee. <laughs> so Wakes I would you up. like do my like, little 2 p.m. kind of, you know, wake up mist. Um, yeah. And so I was really inspired by just like the ease of that product and like the, the treat aspect of it. Like this is a treat. I really thought of it that way. And so um, our number 41 mister was like really inspired by that sentiment of like, how can you make something that is good for you feel like a treat? <laughs> and so, uh, you know, Ultrafine Mist uh, is part of that. So you know, pump, I wanted the pump to feel really special. I wanted um, the SPF to like really kind of like lightly go on your face and have it feel refreshing as well. Um, and then, yeah, I really wanted to do... Um, like, I don't know, I, I like get inspired by like kind of more like traditional <laughs> kind of skincare brands or brands. And so I like spent a lot of time like smelling <laughs> a lot of products. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to say what it is, but I, number 41 is inspired by like kind of a classic, super classic like skincare scent. Um, but I was inspired by that scent and, um, I really wanted to do something that was different within SPF. And so if you like look at SPF because it's been traditionally like beach, there's a lot of like coconut and banana and I wanted to do something opposite of that. So, um, our number 41 mister has, um, geranium, lavender and rosemary. And, um, I wanted to do something that felt really elevated, felt fancy for SPF, um, and really would enable a consumer to like really have that treat moment, really have like that, like elevated little pause, uh, to reapply their sunscreen. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, so yeah, that's our first product yep. and, um, there will be more mists. <laughs> we have I'm one sure. out more now. babies to make. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so yeah, like I still think like for a young brand, like we're developing SPF really fast, uh, but it's still slow. <laughs> and so, yeah, we have, um, late last year in 2021 released our second SPF mist, um, our number 38 mister and, um, basically really trying to kind of like round out a collection and family of misters. Number 38 is a little bit lighter. Yeah. Um, we're using cucumber aromatics in the formula. Um, and for this, this product, I really wanted to think of like same, same mist, same pump, <laughs> but I really wanted, uh, to capture the feeling of, uh, basically like a day at a day spa that was like Very in the product cool. brief that I wrote. Um, and I really kind of kept like anchoring in my head, this vision of like, you know, just like a person super relaxed on like a spa bed with like cucumbers over their eyes, like relaxing. Mm. And so that was really the inspiration for number 38. Um, we have another mister coming out in June. So I check too. it out. Um, but yeah, I, I want to go after different scent profiles Um, I want to like really kind of meet different consumers preferences um, and like, yeah, just also make it fun. So I think now that we have like a few formulas, we're also like kind of getting a little bit more creative with the scent as well. Um, Unscented Mist is our number one most requested product and we're working on that as well. Um, But yeah, I um, really, really like uh, we, we will do products other than mists i'm sure um, yes everything will feel um it's a journey and i think that's the yeah. best part is it's like um this is just the beginning you know yeah. and, and also <laughs> you you will learn and see what the brand needs through the building the consumer and community base which is the most exciting thing because i tell you like now even um with my brand it's like we've still will do all the things we wanted to create, but we've changed a lot of the order and we've shifted things around based on whether Sephora says, hey, this is a trending thing right now. Do leave-in conditioners? We're like, okay, we'll bring that earlier. We'll send that later. So yeah, it's just about being agile when it comes yeah, to yeah. empathy, but being mindful, which is the most important because you have to put yourself in that consumer hat, right? Um, and I think that's what you've done as well. And I'm, I'm excited to see what you're going to yeah. <laughs> I read all the comments. I read all the reviews as much as I can. Sometimes yes. they're hard to read on TikTok. <laughs> I know. Funny. But yeah, like I, I do, I spend a lot of time and like, yeah, that's kind of like, I don't know. I, I love that we're like still small enough that we can do that. That I can like go through, read the comments and then like go turn around and then write the brief. <laughs> that's the best feeling. But yeah, it's going to be, um, actually, yeah, it kind of leads me to this question where it's like, how are you going to feel when um, it gets, it's going to get bigger and bigger because that's the plan and that's what we want. And also it, it will happen. Um, you know, when you launch in retail and you go, um, you know, it gets a bit more the, I would say when the brand, it's like when a kid goes to university, it's like, oh, I can't control it anymore. It's going. Um, are you like, um, like, do you have a vision for how you would like build this in the next couple of years? Are we going to start building your team, franchise, yeah, distribution? Yeah. Right now, like my top, top goal is getting more product to market. Um, I think that there's like a lot of things that we uh, are working on, various states of like being complete. Um, but I, I really, really like, I don't know. There's like this thing too, where it's just, I feel like the US market in particular is so underserved with sunscreens. <laughs> For a variety of reasons, a lot of them like regulatory. And so I'm like, I want to get more of our formulas out to market just because I feel like there is such a great need. And there's also mm-hmm. just such a great increase in consumer interest and wanting better SPF yeah. products. And I think you said you hit the nail on the head there about better because I think the market was predominantly dominated by the giants, right? That now the consumers are realizing, oh, there's this uh, metals in there or there is this aerosols which are not good. And, you know, then when you actually look at it, when you take those brands out, there's not many. Yeah, there's there's not many. There's like so many. Um, I don't know. I like when I really started kind of getting into developing our first product, like along and I, I have good partners um, hmm. and I feel like that that was like invaluable to have in the beginning. Um, it was also just like very eye opening to like realize how things get made. And like there's so many there's so many sunscreen formulas and just like formulas in general, where like, if you kind of look at how those formulas were made, like they were truly not like tested on a variety of skin tones or even had like, 
like, I feel like there's like big sunscreen skews that probably throughout their development process, like never really had a like non-white person as part of the process, (laughs) Uh, which is kind of crazy to think about because it doesn't reflect the population now. And so, yeah, like I think, you know, especially with our first formula, like I was trying to learn so much and like spend a lot of time with my like lab manufacturer. And, um, I got, I kind of like could tell like how sunscreen is developed, uh, traditionally. And I, I still think that it's like so valuable that it's like, I'm a woman, I'm non-white. And like some of those opinions that I'm sharing or insights that I'm sharing, or I'm reading comments online and like bringing that to like the product development table. It's like actually like really, really new in sun care in particular. Um, so yeah, like that product development is like number one right now. Um, distribution to, we like are, you know, currently sell our products only on, on habit skin.co. Um, and we've had like incredible, incredible success. I think, uh, especially like through TikTok, through social, like driving a lot through our channel, but, um, I, you know, I want to be everywhere. I want everyone using sunscreen. Um, we'll be launching at Sephora next month. And I am like, really. I think by the time this podcast is out, it will be already at Sephora. So make sure, you know, that's another place you can online, you can find it, which is really exciting. I'm super, super exciting. And like, yeah, I feel like we, I'm like excited to like get in front of more consumers. And yes. um, like, I feel like we've built a really, really great, like dedicated community. And thank you for saying that. Like the fact that you're saying, you know, your goal isn't to make, you know, more revenue or more money. It's just to get in front of more people. Let yeah, yeah. That's like such a good community approach, which, you know, you say it very organically, but it shows your true intention as a founder, which I love. I, I like in my most difficult moments, because <laughs> there are a lot of difficult moments, I like, I, I try to like center myself on that. I'm like, oh, if something goes wrong, something blows up, someone yells at me for something. Um, I'm like, okay, well, it's just like good to have more sunscreen in the world. There's people that I can like convince to use sunscreen. I'm helping them keep their skin healthy. I'm helping them prevent a wrinkle if, that, if that's what they want to do. And so I like tried to like really kind of think about that as like, I don't know, that that's what like gets me out of my down yeah. moments. 100%. I actually asked this question, like what's your team structure like? Because I do want to know as a founder, do you feel alone sometimes with your decision making or do you have like now a strong team that you can rely on to make those decisions. Yeah. So we have a very small team and like, uh, for the longest time, like I've built a lot of habit kind of like alone in my apartment during the pandemic. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, like I, you know, like we have a very small team. Um, and like in the beginning I was like, not sure how things were going to go. And so like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I use, like we are, you know, have agency partners that we use. And so it's like, team but like extended team and everyone's kind of Mm. in the u.s um but yeah like honestly it is very isolating i think it was super isolating during the pandemic and like that is my kind of biggest like fear sometimes i'm like oh i'm making this decision and like i I ask a lot of questions like i think my friends probably get annoyed i'm always like give me feedback on random things because i'm like always want to make sure i'm making like good decisions, but yeah, like it is super isolating being a founder. Um, and like, I don't know, I think also just like the pandemic added this other element where it was like another level of isolation. I remember like coming out of it. I was so shocked. Like the first couple of times that I met people that knew what habit was, but didn't know me. And it was like a weird experience. And I was like, oh, it's partially. Get get used to it, but in a cool way. It's going to be like, they'll be like, oh, I know how they, oh my God, you were the founder. Like you kind of feel like a celebrity at times. And it's like, wow, like um, (laughs) this is weird. (laughs) I just like assumed that like everyone that knew the brand knew who I was, which is like wrong. I just was like, honestly sitting in my apartment for like a year during the pandemic, like not talking to other people. You'll be surprised as well, like the amount of like, you know, definitely during the pandemic and recently as founders, we have to love live streaming and social media awareness and whatever. And certain people who followed um, Fable and Main or whatever I've seen, they're like, 
still haven't seen me and Nikki. And I'm like, how, like, you know, like, I thought we were, we, I think you, you, I put too much of myself on the brand, but actually, there you go. Like, there's never... On the little the Sephora displays, that's how I first saw you. <laughs> exactly. That's why I was like, I'm going to... But at the same time, it's like, because that's why I have this podcast, right? It's really about, I only really take on founders, founder-led brands. And I think that is the future in a way of the industry. I'm not saying um, there are brands that will have a CEO or the founder, but... When I want to know the story of how the founders created it, because that's what's going to make that authentic touch, that storytelling, um, more than these like boardroom-born conglomerate brands. And I, I, I've worked in these companies, you know, so I say that with a pinch of salt, but also very like seriously, where it's like they I feel they're not the voice I want to see yeah. being projected in the beauty industry. I want it to be like. Yeah, like a really uh, authentic. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I feel like now it's like such a cool time because it's, you know, it's really hard to start a company. But mm. I think in a lot of ways, it's like we do have a lot of tools yeah. to be more creative. And even one person can get like really far doing something. Yeah. And um, like that is just like, it's like yielding so much like new insights, new ways to look at things. And um, I think it like absolutely like comes through in an end product where it's like, oh, well, this like is actually coming from a different viewpoint. And I- this is unique. And this is also um, meaningful to my beauty cabinet, which is quite already saturated and full of products. And I think that's where we don't necessarily build on trends where those conglomerates and market meetings are based on what's hot, what's right now. Let's build a product around that. It's really about you know, what we need. And then we kind of put sometimes a business hat a bit secondary, which is risky, but it's actually sometimes better because you're putting your, your intention first, right? Yeah. The community first. And I think that's what you've been saying throughout the podcast, which I love. Um, but you also were very mindful to, you know, your, your funds and you have to be, you know, you have to, you know, you said uh, at the yeah. beginning, <laughs> launching <laughs> one product first is what I could afford. And that's, I like, that's important <laughs> to know. Like it's expensive, like minimum order quantities. Not, it's, there's yeah. not unlimited amounts of money. And like, yeah, it's like, it's tough. That's like the tough part. You have to man- manage the art and the business. And mm. like a lot of times those two things like, you know, are in conflict and, um, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. But yeah, I also think, yeah, like I'm also not very trend focused because I think some of the things that like we're building are like things that like, you know, like I build a product and I'm like hoping that that's like, you know, maybe a whole generation of women can use (laughs) this product. And so it's like not really a trend thing Mm. because I'm like trying to make something that's long lasting, not not a a one moment fad. It's so true. It's very important. And I think you're going to, Definitely achieved this habit, if I may say so. But I, I do want to go a little bit into, um, you know, before we go into the fire round questions, a bit about your routines and rituals for success. And I would say now your habits for yes. success. So what do you do in your like, what's your like morning routine? So I am getting better at this because I think sometimes I, again, especially during the pandemic, got really unhealthy with some of my morning habits. Um, I started gratitude journaling a few weeks ago. Um, and so now I'm like doing that and like actually have been sticking to it. Like I would say, are you committed? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like hard. Uh, Especially like I was like traveling recently. It was like, Oh, I have like bringing this book along, but I was like, I'm glad I did it. (laughs) But yeah, so I've been trying to like frame my mind in the morning to be just like a little bit more grateful, a little bit more positive. I think prior I would like, wake up, open my email and just kind of like send myself into a panic. Um, and so I, I've stopped doing that. Now I like take a little bit more of the morning to myself, a gratitude journal. I usually like go and get a coffee um, and I go to like a far coffee shop. So I like have a little bit of a walk on the way. Um, and then, yeah, I like, like to take the first hour to just like get ready, feel my, feel like myself. I'm getting dressed again in the morning for the longest time during the pandemic. I was like, kind of in sweats all the time. Um, and now I'm like dressing up again, like, you know, putting on some makeup, putting on my, my SPF. Um, and yeah, I like try to like feel ready before I let the, the day in and like the external in. So important. And do you feel like, um, like, are you open to like changing rituals based on like, cause not, as you know, the last two years has been just like, pandemic and then this and especially now building a business you're going to have 
new markets to visit and this and are you someone who is very fluid with their rituals as well you know if it changes it's okay like not too much pressure or do you yeah, want to I've tried to be yeah I do sometimes feel like I like I think I do like kind of binds the mindset of like it's nice to have rituals because it's like you're not making the decisions during that mm. time you're kind of just like going into uh, autopilot and I do I do like that because I feel like it helps me be more decisive throughout the day yeah. <laughs> and other things so yeah like yeah I'm, I tried to be fluid um, I think yeah traveling is like definitely hard on routines but I've like even when I travel I tried to make I tried to like bring the gratitude journal I tried to like grab coffee in the morning like I tried to have some of those elements even when I can't Good. like do them like perfectly the way that I do them at home. Thank you for sharing those tips as well. I think I'm going to definitely try to get a gratitude journal. I've heard it so many times and yeah, one of my best friends, helpful. she does it. And yeah, and I need to do it. And she takes it at breakfast and she does it before her, her orange juice. And I'm like, okay. They, t- it's a, they tell you in the book to do it like immediately when you wake up. Yeah. Thing. Even if you are like, I don't want to do it, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll find it really beneficial later. So fire on questions, but I always ask this desert island situation. So I'm inviting you to a founded beauty island. Very sunny. You're going to need the SPF. But I'm being really strict and I'm saying, Ty, only one of your two babies can come. <laughs> Which one are you going to take? <laughs> right now, I would take the number 38, mister. Um, just because... I don't know. This is like how I found myself using my own products. I use, uh, now that it's like spring, summer, I like want cucumber. Mm. I want that refreshing mist. And I found myself like in fall, winter using number 41, more floral because it feels a little bit more fall, winter. Um, so yeah, right now, number 38, I know I'm not supposed to pick favorites, but, um, I know well, I, I anyway. made you, so, you know, you can blame me. You can blame me. It's all good. Um, but, uh, both are great choices to be honest. And probably you're going to have a lot of founders fighting over that product <laughs> on this Island. <laughs> so, um, hopefully in the future, you, you, I hope you, you should create, I don't know if it'll work, but minis, you know, and we can like, everyone can share. That'd be really cool. We might be working on them. Yeah. <laughs> Minis, um, yeah. <laughs> everyone loves it minis and yeah and and like like jumbos Double sizes, yeah. <laughs> exactly it's so funny as well like just like founder to founder now like when i when we launched we didn't realize the importance of like when you think of us you think okay you have a retail size and you have like a jumbo and mini format and then even refillables but then um you go to other markets it's completely shifted like we're thinking in india for example when we're launching there now minis is what they prefer more of so that's kind of like your main skews and then the then you know you go to retail and jumbo would be like you know maybe not but minis is what their first entry point is in dubai middle east everyone was just taking the jumbo size and thought that was the normal. So even our gifting strategy in the Middle East is like, you don't even send them the retail size, the normal size, you send them the jumbo. It's like very disrespectful. So it's like so interesting to see like, oh wow, like that's completely shifted my order strategy and my quantity. Yeah, yeah. I like, it is uh, still scary to me to think about multiple geographies. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, this is like, like, don't, like, don't stress. It takes time. You know, it takes, I, but, but, I will get there, yeah. but yeah. You'll get there. Hard. Yeah, it's hard. I like, I don't know too. Like I, this is like a true, true. Like we tried to register the formulas in the EU. Yeah. And it's strict. Like, I'm still working on it, but like yeah. it just made me realize it's like, oh God. Cause it like, I don't know. In the U.S. is like super hard because it's over-the-counter drugs. And so it's like you have to do all this like government stuff. And then it's like EU, it's like kind of all these other set of hurdles. Well, you have to have French as well and the packaging. Forget mm-hmm. even just the formula mm-hmm. part. It's a whole market. Um, but at the same time, um, oh, everything is possible in one form or another. Yeah. That's the best part about it. I, I still think like, you know, I think in the kind of immediate term, the focus is the U.S. Um, kind 100%. of back to that point where it's like... There's just so much need here. Yeah, and I will say, like, it's still majority of our business. And sometimes I have doubts every day. Where I'm like, am I sidetracking? Am I distracting? You know, there's still so much market you, you penetration. You can't really know if you're sidetracking until you try it. It's exactly, like, oh. that's the thing. And then you're too deep into it. <laughs> you're like, I'm in, I'm in here. But yeah, there's, there's. I always say, there's no right route. There's just your route, and you've got to go. When you make a decision, you go for it. And obviously, if it's a bad decision, try to like get out of it. But generally, just go for it. <laughs> that's like my best advice um but now fire and questions first thing that comes to your mind so the first question what is another beauty brand that you're currently loving 
I don't know. I, I love summer Fridays right now. Um, yeah. I like the, the new products that they're putting out. Yeah. Um, I also like marketing kind of strategy. I like love what they do digitally. Definitely a big yeah. inspiration for me. Yeah. Um, and like, I've gotten recently really, really into the Olaplex products. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll change it up with some Fable Amanda. I'll give you some. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, Olaplex is great. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like the, the mask has really yeah. changed my hair. And I yeah. like, I don't know. I, I, I was like late on that. I think I saw everyone else using it, but I was like, uh, and then, but now I'm like, oh, I can't like live without this product. Like you um, get the hype. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you never, I, I like to wait a little bit sometimes. Like I, I'll try yeah. every screen, but every other thing. But I, you, you, you just said it. You're not, you're not, you know, you're like, you're, you're not a trend. You're like, you're like, I want to yeah, yeah. try my own thing. Fine. I'll come, you know, we'll see you later. But I like, that. I do try to try every sunscreen that comes out. Um, and yeah. I'll, I'll like even have like friends when I can order from abroad, I'll order from abroad. And if I can't, I'll have friends bring me mm-hmm. like SPF meals in yeah. the country. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, like, but then everything, every other cat non sun care category, I generally like to like wait a little bit before I try it. Like, I want to see really what the feedback is. And then I like, like randomly kind of like fall in love. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we're beauty junkies, I can tell already. Yeah. Um, okay, next question. What is, and this is going to be interesting, what's a guilty pleasure of yours? Definitely spend a lot of time on TikTok, mm-hmm. um, like just watching things that are random. Um, I've been really into Wordle. Do you have Wordle? That's so good. I love Wordle. But I don't know. Like, again, it was like, now it's sad because none of my friends are Wordling, so I don't do it as much because oh, I don't I'll, compare. I'll Wordle with you. Okay, we're going to Wordle. Done. Okay, I'm going to watch. I'll Wordle with Wordle. you. I play every day, and that's like now love my it. like little moment to have oh, to myself. Love it. Um, yeah, I love to word all and like, I'll have like a little group that I like, I'll send it to my boyfriend. I'll send it to my friend. I'm going to send it to you now too. Yes. Um, so I love word all. And then, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I spend a lot of time on TikTok. Sometimes I know that I need to have like a little bit of a doom scroll session yeah. to kind of just like, no, it, it's clear like my mind. Detox. So I, I let myself do that. I think it's okay to do it every, every once in a while. Yeah. Um, just monitor it. It's not a couple of hours, which can happen. With <laughs> no, it's definitely happened to me where it's like, oh, it's 2am and I yeah, <laughs> you get off TikTok. <laughs> oh, I feel you. I feel you. Okay. No, but there is our very familiar uh, guilty pleasure so i feel you <laughs> um third question is what are you currently watching or reading um so i just finished the um elizabeth holmes on hulu dropout how was it um it's interesting it's interesting yeah. as a female founder to watch yeah. watch it yeah um i don't know I, i'm still kind of conflicted it definitely made me think a lot and i think that they did a great job with the show um, especially in the beginning, like kind of learning a little bit more of her backstory. Um, I don't know. In my mind, I was like, okay, this is, she did some really, really wrong things, like really wrong and, you know, kind of messing with people's health. Yeah. Um, I think that like they, they did a good job of like showing kind of how her backstory. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it was, it was like not like completely sympathetic towards her, but definitely brought to light the complexities of uh and I don't know like I was went to Stanford so like I was kind of seeing a lot of this stuff happen when I was younger where it's like all this like really kind of shiny stuff in Silicon Valley like maybe wasn't so shiny at the time and had a little bit of a darker side so Mm -hmm. um I don't know yeah watch it for sure it's very thought-provoking you'll like I'm definitely it's on my list I think yeah yeah no int- no definitely it's on my list and thanks for sharing because I, I that and the we crash documentary the we work thing that's on my list too that's on my list next yeah amazing okay so maybe we watch that at the same time and then we'll come yeah, yeah. and we'll compare notes on each episode we'll be like what, yes, what yes. just happened <laughs> nice um what is your favorite like social media platform right now and I think I pretty much know this answer yeah <laughs> I mean, so yeah, we like have it like really, really, we had like our biggest kind of biggest moments on TikTok. I think Um, like that was like our first, you know, like viral, our first sellout. Um, And so I I love TikTok. I spend a lot of time on there. I'm also like now spending a lot of time on Reels, like Instagram Reels, I think. Um, I I know Instagram is like investing a lot on (laughs) kind of developing 
<laughs> and competing with TikTok. So yeah, like I spend a lot of time on both those things. I think I'm definitely like now consuming more video content in general. Yeah. Um, I was never like a YouTube person. Uh, yeah. And so this like kind of like shorter life clip like really gets me. I think yeah. in a way that... Ephemeral content. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So much better. So, um, I think and, I have... and, and for founders like us, we just need to like be, okay, in and out quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't like, ever get in the mindset of like watching a 30 minute. A 10 minute or 20 minute. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I do watch my TV shows, but that's more of like yeah. a moment where I re- I'm in that. I don't want to be in, a, in front of a blue light, small screen watching my content. But I did love YouTube growing up. Um, so... I think, yeah, there was. I think I'm like a millennial with more of like a Gen Z attention. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Um, So, so yeah, like, and no, no shade to Gen Z, but like, yeah, Yeah. like, I love that length on TikTok. So, yeah, I spent a lot of time on TikTok and Reels. Um, Do you have like a favorite quote or mantra that you go by? Oof, this is tough. Um, I like what I end up like writing a lot in my affirmation journal. I like basically like really tried to remind myself to be confident. So like, I'll just frequently write, like I am confident. Mm. Um, and I think that that's like something that I like ha- repeat to myself, yep. like confident I can do X confident. I can do this. Um, helps me kind of just not be as afraid of whatever I'm about to try that day. Um, and yeah, I think that like, I, you know, at times, I don't know. I, I feel like, if I don't feel confident, I'll like let my insecurities roll. And so like, it's my way to negate that. Love that. And uh, it's very important, especially as a, as a, you know, creating a company can be very, yeah, yeah. there's doubts and there's saboteur can come out and be like, oh no, 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 stop it. You're doing good. You're doing great. Let's continue. <laughs> so it's very important. So those words are powerful, simple, but powerful. Yeah. Um, my, my last question is, if you weren't a beauty entrepreneur, what would you be doing right now? Ooh, this is hard because I like you've done a lot as well. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I definitely like always have it as like the next years for me. I I still have so much to do, but yeah, like I I'm really interested in healthcare in general. Mm. Um, I think that that like sector just needs so much work. Yeah. Um, and it's actually like I don't know. I feel like there's kind of like things that are like low hanging fruit in healthcare to go after. Um, And like, I think with a little effort maybe could like yield bigger, big improvements. And so I think, yeah, like anything in healthcare that uh, I'm like not a doctor or anything, but anything in healthcare that it's like, I could maybe put more of a consumer lens on. um, I feel like that I'm good at. And so... I think I would do something in like that space. Love it. Uh, well, you know what? This life is for a lot of different lives within one. So I'm sure you 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 will do it. Um, but uh, for now, I'm just so excited that you know there's so much growth and domination for habit, uh, both in the US, as we said, but around the world, there's a need for it. And you're really filling in that gap. That uh, I'm really proud of you. So just uh, number one, take a moment. You are amazing. But uh, where can everyone find you and have it on you know, socials, yes. websites? So TikTok and Instagram, Habit Skin, um, Habit Skin again. Um, we're at habitskin.co is our website. Uh, we'll be at Sephora by the time this comes out. Um, and then, yeah, on social, I'm Ty Adaya with an underscore. <laughs> um, and yeah, I... Um, like, just want to say thank you too. I, this is like lovely. It's such a chill podcast. I feel like we're having a conversation Literally. and I love it. This is like such a great, great format and like easy and fun. Sometimes these are intimidating. These no, podcasts. exactly. Yeah. And, and I think that's why it's also unique because it's like, you know, founder to founder, it's just like the read the premise I did this was I just wanted some like Zoom catch ups to my founder friends, but just put record and let the word listen. Yeah. No, I, I love the format. Sometimes I'm like, uh, what am I going to say on these podcasts? And, and, and obviously podcasts and sometimes we're like, okay, come on, tell us about the failure or tell us about what happened in the first round series A. Give me more detail. And I'm like, I'm probably not the best podcast host, but that's not my no, name. No, I, I, I think you are. Me. I think you I just want to... <laughs> oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. But, um, well, we're now going to Wordle. We're going to watch We Worked. We Worked. We Crashed. <laughs> we Worked. And... 
I am going to come to New York very soon and we'll catch up in person. Yes. And this is just the beginning Coffee. of a beautiful friendship. So I'm Coffee, super, and, you know, super excited. Coffee. We'll do it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ty, and catch up later. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Founded Beauty as much as I had making it. And if you did, please share it with a friend who you think will love it too. Founded Beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, the Acast app, and many more. And I'm also very proud to be part of the Acast Creator Network. So be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop. We really appreciate every single follow, listen, share, and review. It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable Main goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.